everybody, welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington. My name is Katherine Kaufman and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my every Monday night show. This is where we discover what and who we are in this journey called life. Happy Monday night, everybody. Good to see you guys. Um, let me hop over here to Facebook and refresh the page so that I can see the chat. Um, oh. One more thing, I forgot to silence the notifications on my Instagram, <laughs> so we don't want uh, we don't want any extraneous things happening here. Okay, let's go back to the studio. How is your Monday going? Let's look at the chat. Let me get my mug off of the screen there. But if you do want to visit my website, the QR code. It's on the screen, except for Instagram. Um, so the, the show airs live on Instagram separately on my phone, but uh, through Restream, it's on both my pages on Facebook and my YouTube channel. So uh, for those of you that are viewing through Restream, you will be able to see the QR code, which is going away now. Okay. <laughs> Let's look at the chat here um, and see, okay, we got it up, so that's all we need to do for that right now. I uh, hope you guys have had a good weekend, and I um, hope your week is going to go okay. Uh, shout out to join Joan McCall, McCoy, God, sorry, it, the screen is farther away from me than it usually is, um, so it's hard for me to see, and for those of you that don't know, I, I do make a few mistakes because I'm partially blind in this right eye, and it's kind of hard for me to see things that are far away on that chat overlay, but hello, good evening. Let's see if anybody's over here on Facebook. Shout out to Dana Likens Fleener. Good to see you tonight. Um, tonight's going to be kind of an interesting show, and I think that a lot of people are sort of familiar with the origins of uh, Halloween, but not uh, towards the details. And I tried to put a few details in here for you. Um, that I thought were very interesting. Now, before we get started on that, though, I want to give some shout-outs here to our friends over at Hitch to Homicide. This is a true crime podcast, um, and I recommend that you go in and give it a listen and a like and a follow. I'm not getting paid in any way for my endorsements. I just really love the people who are doing the podcast and it is so entertaining you will absolutely love it so if you want to get connected just scan the, the qr code on the screen and um it will take you directly there okay let's see <laughs> how to get this off of there and that wasn't supposed to be on there. But, you know, look, what would Monday night be without a glitch or two, right? Hey, Pam Smith over here on, 
on Instagram and Wildwood Ethereal. Good to see you tonight. Hope you're doing okay. Um, so let's do another shout out on here. Uh, my Amazon storefront link. Um, there's all kinds of recommendations for book reading on there. All you have to do is scan the QR code. It will take you to my list. I do make maybe a nickel if you buy something off of the store. Big money, y'all. I might make a nickel. Um, it's more of like a courtesy to y'all to put the storefront up, all the work that goes into that and putting all the products on there and stuff. But I do have to let you know that, yeah, I might, I might make a nickel or 10 cents off of a sale. So, um, but those books and all those references on the storefront are there for you. Um, it's my list of recommended reading, of recommended listening, that type of thing. Um, so you may want to just go and have a look at it. Let's go back to the chat. Here we go. Make sure, make sure things are working. Let's take this off and put the chat back up. And hope that that uh, overlay doesn't come back on there. All right, let's get into some Halloweeny stuff. Hey, the Wicked Fairy Tale. Good to see you. I hope you're doing okay. Um, the ancient origins of Halloween date back as far as two thousand years. Okay, to the Celts who uh, lived in that area of Ireland, the UK, and Northern France. And of course, Wicked Fairy Tale just got back from there, so she could tell us all about uh, a lot of the stuff that she saw there. But um, Halloween's origins date back to an ancient Celtic festival called Samhain, and it's um, S-A-M-H-A-I-N, but it's pronounced Samhain. And um, what they did was they celebrated their new year on November the 1st. And so the 31st was the end of their year. And the new year began on November the 1st. And what this does is it delineates the end of summer, the end of the harvest. Um, and it was, it, was, it was the ending, it was the end of summer. So they associated it with human death. And the Celts believe that on the night before the new year, which would be the 31st, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. Which makes sense because if you have one thing that's ending and another thing that's beginning, it's the overlap that blurs. The two are transitioning and you have a mix of both uh, for that evening before the new begins and so everything is blurred in between the worlds of the living and the dead uh, so on the night of October 31st they celebrated Samhain and it was believed that the ghost of the dead returned to earth now not all the ghosts that return to earth are nice many of them are hungry ghosts and so you know that's why a lot of people put out food and candies and things like that was to appease these spirits so that they wouldn't cause trouble and the celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the druids and the celtic priests to make predictions about the future because they felt that these spirits 
were assisting them or helping them and it was easier to access those spirits during the night of Samhain. So um, they really relied on prophecy and it was an important source of information and for comfort through the long, dark, really cold winters. Hey to Lydia over here on Instagram. Good to see you tonight. So, you know, preparing for winter and kind of getting your mind ready for winter was a big thing back then. Now, to commemorate the event, the Druids and the Celts built huge sacred bonfires where people gathered to burn crops and um, they had animal sacrifices to the Celtic deities. Now, one thing about a sacrifice is when you sacrifice something, you're making it sacred. And so we, we still have a lot of rituals that involve um, the sacredness of the food and the sacredness of the cow or the horse or, you know, the, the animal that we're working with or, you know, pigs or chickens. We make those sacred before we take them into our own body. So a sacrifice isn't really a horrible, tragic thing because, you know, they venerated their animals and we made them sacred before um, the slaughter. So let me, let me, I wanted to skip ahead to one part about the bonfires. Um, they also were said to welcome the spirits that could travel to earth during this special time. Um, the deceased came in in search of food. These are these hungry ghosts, food and comfort, but evil spirits, fairies and gods also came in in search of mischief. And there are, are a lot of fairy lore about Samhain night. And, and fairy lore also covers May 1st as well. So um, anything, anytime that's an in-between or a blurred type of transition time, it was said that the fairies were very active and very mischievous during this time. Now, some of the traditional stories of Samhain uh, will sound kind of familiar to Halloween revelers of today. People were said to disguise themselves as spirits to fool the real spirits which apparently sometimes involved dressing up in an animal skin and in Scotland wearing white and veiling or um, putting soot on the face to darken it. So it's very, very interesting. Now, let's, well, I'm going to go into, if you haven't heard of Stingy Jack, we're going to go over Stingy Jack this evening. And um, it's very interesting. Um, I did want to, hit one other thing about the bonfires though if i can find it mm -hmm. well actually this involves uh smoke and incense since Samhain was the celtic new year's eve perhaps it's not su surprising to find cleansing rituals woven into the fabric of the holiday people took to walking between two bonfires with their cattle during Samhain because they believed the smoke and incense from burning herbs within the bonfire had special properties that would not only purify and protect them, but they said there was also a practical pur purpose 
in that if there were any fleas or pests on the livestock, it helped eradicate and control those, uh, getting the livestock ready for quartering for the winter or, you know, putting the livestock up. So that was very interesting. <laughs> if you have any questions about this stuff, please feel free to put it in the comments. I'm going to go back to Facebook and see. Hey to Brenda. Good to see you tonight. And Lois and Maggie. Nice to see you guys. And Ina. Love to see you all here. Let me refresh really quick just to make sure that I'm getting everybody. And uh, like I said, if you guys have any questions, just put them in the comments. Okay. Now, this was interesting about um, apples. By 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of the Celtic territory. In the course of 400 years, years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. The first was Ferrar, uh, I can't pronounce it. Feralia, I guess is how you pronounce it. Don't crucify me for butchering that. And it was a day late in October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second day was to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and the incorporation of this celebration into Samhain probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that is practiced today on uh, Halloween. So I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, and we're going to go into more about apple peels. But kind of apples lead us into um, turnips and pumpkins. <laughs> because the original jack-o'-lantern was a turnip. Okay, During Samhain, people also said to carry treats in their pocket in their pockets to give away as bribes should they be caught unaware by wrathful spooks they also held jack-o-lanterns that were hollowed out of turnips potatoes and beets if you um and then you had a little candle that was in the turnip and the turnip was lit by this candle to illuminate the night and scare away those who would seek to cause harm and then later on, of course, the turnip turned into a pumpkin was used and it became larger and larger. Now we have these huge pumpkins. Now here's the story behind, this is a supposed story behind the jack-o'-lantern, okay? And this is what I found about it. There were many origin stories of the jack-o'-lantern, a popular retelling focuses on a clever drunkard by the name of Stingy Jack who sold his soul to the devil. Then he tricked the devil out of the pact. But as a consequence, when he died, he could not enter heaven, nor could he enter hell, and was forced to roam the earth until judgment day. People knew when they saw Stingy Jack because he carried a carved up turnip that glowed with a coal from hell that had been thrown at him by the devil because the devil was mad that he he, tr he tricked him. So 
Pumpkins came into fashion much later on when Irish immigrants in America found the gourds to be uh, pumpkins, the gourds to be more plentiful and took to carving them to create jack-o'-lanterns instead. So cool. It's just a really cool. Now to back to the apples. With the new year of November 1st came new predictions for the future because the boundaries between the worlds were thought to be so thin. Samhain was the perfect time for telling fortunes, prophesying destinies, and many of these predictions were done with apples or nuts, which were fruits of the harvest. Apple bobbing and apple peeling, or the use of divination with apple peels, were popular methods. Um, when it came to peeling, the longer a person's apple peel could be unfurled without breaking, the longer that they would live. So I can just see them peeling and peeling and, and hoping that it doesn't break. You know, that, that wouldn't be cool if your apple peel broke. So anyway, I got a couple more here for you. And these were fun. These were Halloween matchmaking and lesser known rituals. So in particular, many had to do with helping young women identify their future husbands and reassuring them that, that they would in some day um, be married, maybe by the next Halloween or the next end of the year. In 18th century Ireland, a matchmaking cook might bury a ring in the mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the diner who found it. And that kind of reminds me of um, how they put the baby in the king cake. It's kind of like that. It just, it feels really cool. All right, let me check Facebook really quick here. Make sure that everybody's taken care of. Hey to Deb Hoskins and my beautiful neighbor, Miss Amber Benteen. Good to see you guys here tonight. Uh, so let's go over a couple more things about um, matchmaking. In Scotland, fortune tellers recommended that an eligible young woman name a hazelnut for each of her suitors and then toss the nuts into the fireplace. The nut that burned to ashes rather than popping and exploding supposedly represent the girl's future husband. But now in some versions of this legend, the opposite was true. The nut that burned away symbolized a love that would not last. So they had a lot of Halloween matchmaking things. Another tale is that if a young woman ate a sugary concoction made of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg before going to bed on Halloween night, she would dream about her future husband. Now, the interesting thing about that is that um, nutmeg in large amounts will cause hallucinations and will cause you to be really sick. <laughs> so I'm wondering if they like kind of knew that and um and sort of put that up there for people to hallucinate a little bit about who was going to be their loved one okay interesting now here's another ritual 
for Halloween matchmaking, etc., young women tossed apple peels over their shoulders, hoping that the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their future husband's initials. So they were trying to learn about their futures by peering at also egg yolks floating in a bowl of water. And um, I think this is the precursor to that uh, it's a um, tradition now where people stand in front of the mirror in, in the dark and recite something three times. I'm not going to say what. But um, in the old days, they stood in front of mirrors in a darkened room holding candles within their hand and looking over their shoulders for their husband's faces. So they, they thought that if they stared into the mirror with the candle, that in the reflection they would see the husband's face start to take shape within the mirror. All very interesting stuff. I think that that's it, you guys. I think the most interesting one is the story of Sting Stingy Jack and how he tricked the devil. Uh, I do want to talk to you about a couple of shows that we're going to have coming up this fall. And th they're going to take a lot of work, so be patient with me. But these things are coming up. Um, I'm wanna, And they're going to be multi you know, multi-shows, there's no way that I can cover these in one show. Um, the first one are the Kentucky Goblins. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Kentucky Goblins or not. Um, I think that they're, the stories about them are located over in Owensboro. Hey to Emily, good to see you. Um, so... I think that that's where there's a lot of evidence about the Kentucky Goblins, and there's a lot of theories about that. That will probably be a two-part show, but the next one that, we, that we're going to do this fall are Ley Lines and Earth Energy. I started to do this, and I realized I was in way over my head. There's just so much. I'm going to have to split it up into multi-video presentations for you guys, and I may even try to make it into like a mini movie if I can yeah Ashley hard over Instagram good to see you so if you don't mind in the in the comments down below uh, let me know your thoughts on that make it into a mini movie or um, actually just split it up into a bunch of different videos um, it's all in accordance with what you guys like the best so we're getting I thought this tonight we're getting into the fall season the fall fun and I thought this would get us in the mood uh, for fall even though it's still 80 degrees outside that hopefully is gonna stop here very shortly um, but that's all I have for you tonight and there's lots coming up also, I want to let you guys know that um, we're going to do another special video on the Haunted Items Hunt like we did last year, where I'm going to put a video out and I want you guys to look at it and do your best to um, use your own intuition on the video and tell me which items you think are haunted and which items aren't. And then close to Halloween, we'll have a big video reveal on the haunted items. So, 
I hope you guys have a fabulous week. This is our little teaser to get us in the mood for Halloween. And this is from Kentucky, and I will see you guys later.